The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individual guests. sensitive snowflake that may get easily offended and turn this off immediately if you want to hear the real truth about the gun culture then stick around this is the armed citizen podcast what is going on my ghost squad welcome to the armed citizen podcast live this is episode number 204 today's date is tuesday august 10th 2021 let me turn my phone volume down here because uh it's making some noises we are live as always on youtube and on facebook and on twitter so if you're out there say hello we don't know that you're out there unless you do say something if you're new to the channel new to the show make sure you tell us that uh where you're from and uh, we'll try to get you a shout out we promise that we're going to try to help you out we can't promise that we're going to make you any smarter we just hope we don't make you any dumber. Can't guarantee that. If you would like to call in, yes, you can call into the show or text into the show. Go ahead and utilize the Ghost Tactical Hotline presented by our good friends at sportsmansguide.com. That number is 530-364-4678. If you're a veteran, really anyone, but if you're especially if you're a veteran and you're in that dark place and you're not sure... Uh, where the light is, or hell, if there is even a light out there. First of all, call me, text me, email me 24-7. I cannot give you medical advice, but I sure as hell can probably be a decent ear and help you talk you through some stuff. But if you are looking for someone that you can go to get some help and, and find some medical attention, remember two things. One, you're not alone. You've got a lot of brothers and sisters out here that are able and willing to help you. And two, the world is a much better place with you in it. So please utilize the Veteran Crisis Hotline. That phone number is 1-800-273-8255 and press the number 1. Once again, 1-800-273-8255, press the number 1 for the Veteran Crisis Hotline. We are spotlighting the United States Marine Corps as always. So if you have any questions on what it takes to earn the title United States Marine, please check out the website marines.com. And as always, we're a proud member of the Self-Defense Radio Network. It's a great, great website, great network that has a lot of pro-gun, pro-freedom, pro-two-way podcasts. A lot of your favorite podcasts are already over there. So go check out selfdefenseradio.net. Let's get this off of my ugly mug. And we're going to have a nice conversation. Before we start all of that, let's say hello to our guests tonight from the great state of Montana. we got the Rogue Banshee. What's up, man? Hey man, it's uh, it's been too long since I've been on the show and talking to you, so it's good yeah. to be here. And I think it's going to just be a really cool night to just chill out and talk guns. I hope so. I am. I'm tired. Uh, anyone that knows, this is my hell. You know, the two or three months, it's just hell of at work and just tired. And it's hot. It was like 98 degrees. The heat index of like 110. It was just brutal today. And Tomorrow's going to be even hotter, and the next day is going to be even hotter. So it's like, hey, yeah, somewhere in Arkansas. Um, so it is what it is. Let's uh, let's say hello to everybody out there in the the live chat. Once again, if you're out there, we don't know that you're out there unless you do say something. So if you'd like to, uh, I want to say first of all, thank you to all of my 
excuse me, Patreon members and channel members. Uh, you guys see TJ's out there and his name's in a different color. He is a YouTube channel member with a crayon out there. So thank you to all my patrons and channel members. We really do appreciate you guys keep the lights on and, and we're going to talk about some stuff that you helped pay for here in a minute. Uh, TJ was out there. 223 DMR is out there. AWAG's out there. I haven't seen AWAG in a while. I think he's been working his ass off too, but welcome back, AWAG. Uh, let's see here. Scroll on down. Uh, we've got, you know, it's my buddy out there. Uh, I'm going to throw us out there. As you guys are familiar with the gun cleaners, you guys know Rod and Shelly Gates. And Rod and Shelly have started um, their new company, and I'm going to butcher it. I, I, is it Aegis? Uh, Aegis? You'd think I've, I've had many phone conversations about this over the last month or two. Um, and I forgot how to pronounce it. I, I really, uh, I'm sorry about that, but, uh, yeah, if you like the gun cleaner stuff then wait till you get a load of this stuff, this is even better. Uh, great stuff. Great people. Obviously Rod and Shelly Gates out there, but so what's up guys, uh, go check them out as well. We're going to have them on the podcast, uh, here pretty soon when they're ready to get the website up and ready to, uh, get the, the product out and all that. I think they're going to be and at Wanamaker in Tulsa, November. So looking forward to seeing them for sure. Uh, let's see here. Buck out there, the gun-loving grandpa. Uh, let's see here. Makojo's out there. Uh, Rogue's out there pulling double duty. G23's out there. Artak and Daughter says, what's up? What's up, homie? Uh, let's see here. Scroll down. Keith Gregory, my favorite squid. What's up, Keith? How you doing? and bernie's out there he says howdy everybody guitar man pete what up pete pete's out there he says howdy y'all hans is out there my homie from here out, uh here in my hometown he's over there on the facebook side he says chilling by the pool after a hot day out working i understand i'd love to be by the pool right now i'd be wondering i'd be in the pool honestly pat Hurst is out there ss pawn what's up stan said uh Going to eat supper and listen to the podcast. Well, always glad to have you. Thank you very much, Stan, for dropping by. Jason Ewing's out there. Joe Son's out. There. I haven't seen Joe Son in a while. What's up, Joe Son? Uh, let's see here. M. Gabriel's out there. What's up, Gabriel? I think did I see Pat Walsh is out there. Says hello. I'm Patrick. I'm gonna go ahead and throw this up here on the screen. I'm kind of new. Saw you once before. I enjoyed the last video. Going to subscribe now. Thanks for your time and your work for us. Stay cool, bro. Hey, appreciate you, man. Appreciate you. Welcome to the dark side. Welcome to the dark side. <laughs> okay, so Rod says it's Aegis. Aegis. And I think I want to say something. It was. Uh, it's a Greek mythology term, as we were talking about it. I want to say it's a Greek, but it's called Aegis. Aegis gun care. So uh, I think the website will be a defense system. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, I want to say it was the shield. Um, look at the the logo. It's a pretty sweet logo, by the way. But I want to say it was like the shield. It was. Uh, it's a Greek mythology term, I believe. I believe. I believe. Maybe wrong about that, but I'm sure he'll correct me if I am wrong. Uh, let's see here. West ten millimeters out there. He says hi. He says hello. Hello. Defense Dad says, what the hell? Can you have a foot and verse tactical show and no Clover? Clover's scared of this conversation. 
Um, he decided not to show up. So I suspect that he was scared. So what I want you guys to do is blow up his email, clovertech at gmail.com, and call him out for being a puss and not showing up tonight. So blow up his phone on email, clovertech at gmail.com. Ask him why the hell he wasn't on the show tonight. I think he's scared, boys and girls. I really do. Ricardo's out there. What's up, Lucy? Uh, let's see here. Pat says, I already subscribed the last time. Thank you very much. Uh, let's see here. Jason says, he's been busy. Semper Fi, Semper Fidelis. Yeah, I think we're all busy. This is kind of that, year, that time of year. Everyone's just busy, man. I get it. I get it. Um, so, yeah. Um, so, as you guys know, we always put a few polls out. And I always like to. Guitar Man says, the, the, foot, in, the foot in chief ain't here. Um so yeah, you know, like I said, man, I, I got a question. I got a question. He 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 talks about we're talking about Clover Tech here, and he always talks about being the king FUD. And it's amazing how he he doesn't show up when we're gonna talk FUD. So um yeah, you gotta wonder his dedication to the FUD life. I'm just saying. You gotta you gotta question, gotta question it. Um let's see here. Okay. All right. Um, so just got a text from Rod and we were talking about getting him on the show and he says, will next Tuesday work for you? Absolutely. Answer that real quick. So next Tuesday we'll have Rod and or Shelly, um, hopefully both, but at least Rod, if, if nothing else. And he'll be, uh, be on here talking about Aegis uh, gun care. So yeah, uh, I think it would be the the, the uh, commander and FUD. All right, so Rogan, we're asking you this: Do you like the FUD and Chief or Commander and FUD? Or I don't know. King, King FUD. I, I like King FUD better, but yeah. I don't know. There's just some good ones out there. That's a tough one. I think you should put a poll out on that. I think we're gonna. I think we will put a poll out there. We'll probably put that on out there tomorrow. Uh, give Clover a new nickname. Um, but here's the thing. Is he the commander in foot? Is he the FUD in chief or even King FUD? If he doesn't even show up to a FUD versus tactical debate. Well, he's, once again, he's, I, I question, I question his, I question his motivation and I question his integrity a little bit. I certainly question his devotion to the FUD life. Just saying. Well, if he's King FUD, this might mm -hmm. be below him. No. He's so low to the ground. There ain't nothing low below him. Uh, ooh, Emperor Fud. I like Emperor, Emperor Fud. That's yeah. an interesting one. I like that. What's up, Rob? Yo, yo, yo. Rob, New York Outcast is out there. So, anyways, we put our polls out there, and I always kind of put some funny ones and different things out there. Um, before we get going, I do want to bring up something that. Um, started a new channel and it let I me mean, get the link out there and i'm going to put it in there but yeah i started a new channel and it's just going to be something i can't i can't make money on it even though even if i ever do get monetized and get the subs um but i can't monetize any of the videos because they're music videos and they're all going to be copyrighted and all that but i'm not obviously not doing it for the money i'm doing it for the fun i really do enjoy music so uh, i'm doing um I'm doing a new channel. So if you guys want, if you like music, I put one video out 
Um, but I named it Comfortably Dumb. So if you guys know that I love Pink Floyd, you might get the reference. Um, comfortably Dumb. So, yeah, when I saw um, that, when I saw that the other day, I was laughing so hard because yeah. I'm a Pink Floyd fan too, and I, I saw the channel art first. You know, I, I, I got, I forget how it came up, but it was, it, it was in my suggested feed, and yeah. then I saw it. I'm like, oh, that's, that's, oh, that's Ghost. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, uh, so comfortably dumb. If you guys like music, we'll put some music. We're not going to do it all the time, but we'll do once a week, a couple, few times a month, something like that. But we're, we'll have fun with music stuff. So that'll be that one. But uh, yeah, go check out comfortably dumb if you like that. Anyways, so um, our first poll question put it out six hours ago, got almost 150 votes in it. So here's the question If you punch yourself, and it hurts. Are you weak or are you strong? Contemplate that. Right now, um, with 67, so two-thirds of the vote is going to say you are strong. One-third of you believe that you're weak if you hurt yourself when you punch yourself. Now, first of all, if you're punching yourself, you might have different issues that we need to discuss, maybe off-air. But uh, once again, if you punch yourself and it hurts, I'm going to ask you this, Jason. Are you weak or are you strong if it hurts when you punch yourself? Well, I, I debated this a lot. And I came up with the decision of it depends on where you punch yourself. Okay. That's fair. Um, now, Tyler Reynolds out there commented. He said, this is the most intelligent, stupid question I've ever witnessed. Can't say one way or the other. I'm not very smart, though, because I had to try it. So uh, <laughs> TPC out this says, you're lacking entertainment. This is correct. And DTEMP says, I'm going with bipolar. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, that's fair. Um, so that one was a fun one. Um, this will kind of go into the video that I put my first video out there for comfortably dumb. Um, the next poll question is, is of the following, who was the best male voice? Maybe not entertainer, not, uh, anything, but the best male voice of the eighties. And your choices are George Michael, Morrissey, Bono, Steve Perry, and Robert Smith. Now, there's a couple in here that you might not know the names of. Morrissey, if, if you're, well, I'll just say you should know who Morrissey is, but if you never heard of Morrissey, you might have heard of the band called The Smiths. Morrissey was the lead singer of The Smiths. Robert Smith is the lead singer of The Cure, so that might help. So if you had to choose, of the following, if you had to choose, Rogue, I'm going to say, who would you choose the best voice of the 80s? George Michael, Morrissey, Bono, Steve Perry, or Robert Smith? So since my first concert ever was Journey, okay. I'm going to – I think that pretty much explains that one. Sure. Because um, it's it, – I mean, I was – gosh, I think I was in like seventh grade. And Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I'm going to go with Steve Perry on that one. You know, Steve Perry, um, he just has one of those voices that as soon as you hear it, you know who it is. And all the people, all five of the people that are in this poll, they have very distinct voices. They're beautiful voices in their own right, 
but they all have that distinct voice. Like you hear them say one word and you pretty much know immediately who it is that's singing that. Um, yeah. So, the, you know, uh, you got to go watch the video, but um, right now we've got over 250 votes in this poll. And with 45% of the vote, Steve Perry is leading. In second place with 36% is George Michael. In third place with 9% is Bono from U2. And fourth place with 5% is Morrissey. And coming in in dead ass last with 4% of the vote is Robert Smith. Now, what, what I did over on Comfortably Dumb is is I did my top five um, best male voices of the 80s. And so you'll have to go watch that video, hint, hint, uh, to see who I picked as the number one voice of the 80s. Um, let's see here. Guitar Man Pete earlier says, if you punch yourself, you're dumb. That's fair. That's fair. Rod out there says, Steve Perry, hands down. Um... Jason Ewing says, how about James Maynard Keenan? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Who is it? Who's he with? Tool. I'll see. I wasn't a big Tool, tool fan. Was never tool big. And was it, yeah, but I want to say, was it Tool more 90s than 80s? Yeah. Um, I don't know. You know, I don't know, but um, Beavis and Butthead, they, have, they, they watched a Tool video. So... Yeah, but the Beavis and Butthead was like 91, 92, 93. Yeah, so. I don't know. But like I said, I was never a huge tool. Now, put it this way. Tool might have come out in the 80s, but I, I don't remember them until the early 90s. Um, but that doesn't mean anything. But I was well, never a big tool fan. So. Well, Sober, I think Sober came out in 93 is what it looks yeah, like. Yeah, sober, so. sober was like 92, 93. And that was, for me, that was the first time I ever heard of them. Not saying that that's when they came out, but that's the first time I remember hearing Tool. And, and that wasn't a bad song. Um, but it's not you like know, I would ever go and buy their album and just listen to their full album. You know what I'm saying? Tool's an acquired taste. Um, yeah. You know, that's, that, that's really one of those things that, uh, I, honestly, I I really didn't appreciate your their music until I was older. I mean, I listened to them when I was younger, but I was more, you know, I was more of a headbanger back then. Um, yeah. So I mean, it, it's funny because Tool is all over my playlist. Um, you know, when I watch uh, or I listen to music on YouTube during the sure. week when I'm working. Somehow, Tool ended up in there, and you know, Tool has some songs that are like 15 minutes long. And you're like, yeah, yeah. So it, it's it's a very acquired taste. Uh, say Pete says Harley, nobody hardly knows Tool before Undertow. Um, Pat says they got started in the late '80s, but you know, yeah. I mean, like I said, who knows? Um, Pat says that James Maynard is in the wine industry now. Why not? Why wouldn't he? Um, Jason right Green says Opiate was a badass album. I don't, I don't know. Now, Rich White says his fit his kids became Tool fans thanks to Guitar Hero. So I guess they had a song on Guitar Hero. That's kind of cool. There's a lot of bands when Guitar Hero kind of got going. 
Uh, I don't think anyone anticipated that game like blowing up like it did. And so after the first one, there were there were bands that were like paying serious money to get their their songs on Guitar Hero. I I loved Guitar Hero there for about a year, so I used to play it all the time with my daughter, and uh, we had a good time with it. Um, but yeah, I remember Guitar Hero was a fun game, really fun game. Uh, let's see here, and. The question that has to do with the show tonight got almost 200 votes from six hours ago in the firearm realm. What do you consider yourself? FUD, tactical, or somewhere in the middle? And right now, with 64% of the vote, somewhere in the middle is leading. Tactical is at 26% of the vote, and FUD is at 10%. Um, and that's kind of where I wanted to go because I think there are a lot of people that I, I want to say that the word FUD has become a dirty word, if you would say, in our community and and um, in the last few years. And I, I don't understand that. I mean, I, I obviously do not consider myself a hunter or anything like that. Someone with a lot of bolt action or and all of that stuff, which I think that... Um, is kind of the Elmer Fudd side of the word Fudd. Um, but now I believe it's, it's turned into this dirty word that means basically kind of like how we use the word rhino, you know, Republican in name only. And so Fudd, I think, has become this term that is, you know, a gun owner just from ownership only, doesn't care about uh, gun rights, the politics, everything just wants to own a, a revolver or something, keep it in the nightstand and doesn't ever shoot it. Doesn't ever care about anything. I think that that's what the term FUD has kind of turned into, which is kind of sad because, um, you know, I, I, like I said, I think people, 10% of the people consider this as a FUD was actually higher than I thought. I, I thought that it might be like two or 3% that would, you know, consider themselves a FUD. But, uh, you know, since King FUD himself isn't here tonight, he, he dodged this show and has decided that he wants to uh, not participate in the one debate that he actually might have something decent to say. And it is what it is. But, um, well, you know, it's... It, um, go ahead. And I don't like the new term. You know, it, if people are really talking about these people who buy a revolver, put it in their nightstand, uh, and they're FUDs, I I kind of get a little nervous about that, especially since we're trying to grow our, you know, our community here. We should be all inclusive. I mean, it, it's one thing that if you and I call um, Clover a FUD, um, yeah. but it, it's different, you know, with these, these new people buying these guns, we, we really shouldn't, we shouldn't be a, appropriating that term because um, then, we're never going to get those people out to the range. We're not going to get them to have proficiency with their firearm. Um, so it's it's a little sad that that's what's becoming of that. No, I hear you. Um, I, I do believe uh, that the term FUD has changed over time. Um, now, uh, AWAG says that majority of his collection are bolt guns, and he's far from a FUD. So I would like to say, AWEG, when you hear the word FUD, what do you think that term means? Um, now, TJ says that being a FUD is a lifestyle choice. 
So I want to throw it out there to TJ as well. What, when you say it's a lifestyle choice, I want to kind of know like what part of the lifestyle would be considered being FUD ish. Uh, Pete says Clover is a fuddy tries to pretend to be one so that we are an inclusive seeming um, Clover's Clover's a fud. <laughs> let's, 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 let's not bullshit ourselves. Um, but I don't use fud in a negative way. Um, and here's where this is going for me. When I hear the term fud, it's someone in my eyes that, uh, enjoys the hunt, um, does not kind of the anti-tactical guy, um, is not necessarily anti-training, but anti-close quarters tactics and wearing uh, plate carriers and all of that stuff. Um, I would say that that. Clover is a fud, and, and that's that's a term of endearment. I, I, you know, obviously, you guys know that I love Clover. Uh, that's not wrong. Um, not what you guys think. Uh, but Clover, Clover is a fud. When I say this, and well, okay, so let's go back. Awag says, and this is this is where this is where I think that there is a disconnect. Uh, AWAG says, FUD to me is the guy that owns guns for hunting and thinks the 2A is for hunting only. It's not necessarily negative in his eyes. And I hear you. And I think that there are a lot of people out there that do fit that, that are gun owners but are not involved in the lifestyle community. They don't care about their firearms except for two or three months of the year during hunting season. I do believe that that is a real thing. Um, but I think that in general, the term FUD that I use the word FUD is someone that enjoys historical guns, the bolt actions, the lever actions, the, the revolvers that does like the hunt, but more importantly, likes the simpler firearms doesn't like necessarily the tactical ARs and the semi-auto pistols and doing the tactical training, um, the FUD to me is the anti-tactical guy. Um, and I think that, honestly, in two-thirds or about two-thirds of it, of everyone voted, so there's somewhere in the middle. And I think, honestly, that's probably that's probably where it is. Uh, TJ says, you are along the lines of old school is best. Hunting guns are the preferred guns, and all that fancy stuff is just unnecessary. It takes work, but not to like the modern stuff. And I think that that's kind of where I am when I hear the word FUD. It is that person that appreciates uh, the older stuff and uh, whether the hunting is involved or not, but enjoys, um, you know, it is what it is. Now, Pete says FUDs by definition aren't pro 2A by most people's view of what a FUD is. Um, so once again, the term FUD, I think, has evolved in a negative way over the last few years. And um, that's unfortunate because, um, you know, I, I think that the term FUD is someone that, and I think TJ hit it kind of perfectly. Um, yeah, prefers the old school stuff and uh, the you know, fancy AR stuff and all of that is um, unnecessary. Go ahead. And when I was an FFL, uh, you know, I was an FFL for 10 years, 
And, you know, I get to know my customers really well. TJ's pretty close on that, what my definition was. You know, when I think FUD and I think of my old customers, there was there was one gentleman that he bought like Arasaka's and um, he he really liked the the World War II guns and mm-hmm. the bold actions and just the the historical stuff. And, um, it, it's funny because he was he was a tanker um, in Korea, but um, he just likes his old guns. But to say that they weren't two A, he was very two A. Um, he was very in tune to his rights and what was going to happen. He just he was just a collector of old guns. He he shot all those guns. And uh, honestly, I think he was leaving a legacy behind for when one day that he passed on that his kids and grandkids had history in their hands. Yeah. No, I hear you. Um, U23DMR says, I like old style stuff and I like tactical stuff also. Like I said, I think that's where most people are going to fall in is somewhere in between the two. Now, Defense Dad says, when I hear the word FUD, I think of old guys at the range that constantly say things like, I don't know why anyone likes ARs, and they mean it. Now, there's obviously a lot of those out there. Um, But, yeah, I I think that there is a lot to be said about what the quote unquote new definition or the perceived definition of FUD is these days. Um, now G webs, God loves G webs. Cause here he comes in. He's here to save the day. He said that FUD saved the two way when hunting was under attack in the fifties. Then they saw their NRA split into hunters and ILA and Wayne LaPierre in 77, then evolved to today. So couldn't you be skeptical from their point of view? Um, so yeah, I see where he's going and, and to the, the people that have been around for 50 plus years in the firearm world, they have seen it evolve a lot, um, good and bad. Um, so yeah, skepticism is a real thing, especially with the NRA. And I think that that's the other side of the term FUD. And I think FUD gets lumped in with NRA a lot. And I hear NRA FUDs all the time, NRA FUD, oh, just NRA FUD and all that. And once again, you know, like you said earlier, we're, we're trying to be inclusive here and we're, we're trying not to um, divide and all of that, because if we're dividing ourselves, it, we're easier to conquer. You know, if we don't have that solidified front, um, then you know, there's an old term in the art of war. It's called divide and conquer. And we're dividing ourselves so that they can conquer us. So that's not very smart. Um, Pete, good discussion up there, guys. Thanks. Keep on going. Pete says, I thought the entire reason we started using the term FUD was to call it the hunters that said you don't need to hunt. Um, I think the word FUD started with Elmer FUD, um, who was basically the hunter, you know? So, I mean, that's that's kind of where obviously the, the term came from. Um, but it's turned into a negative term now, and that's what we're talking about. Um, yeah, and, and Jiwa says we're at least understand their point. Absolutely. I think we, someone like myself, I'm at the range, and I'm sitting over there with a guy that's, you know, 70-plus years old, 
and shooting his 1911 or his revolver or whatever. And we have conversations and I, I understand where they're coming from. And the great thing about it is, is they don't have to like the ARs or the tactical side of firearms. Just like, I don't have to like bolt action, lever action, revolvers, any of that. Not that I don't, I just, I, I don't and it's in certain, to a certain extent. But that doesn't mean that I hate that guy or I don't I'm never gonna shoot with that guy. I still have fun talk with him because he can enlighten me on the way that it used to be. He remembers um before assault weapons ban. He remembers a lot of things, maybe even before NFA and uh some of these guys, you know, NFA, but uh gun control act and all that. He remembers how it used to be and all of this stuff where he can kind of tell me what life was like when he was a kid. And on the same token, I can have a discussion on the way it is now and say that this is the way that the two ways going, or um, these are the guns that are out now. And, uh, you know, a guy will sit there and say, man, I just, you know, I don't understand why anyone needs an AR. And I'll look at him and say, have you ever shot one? He goes, no, I don't know. I said, do you want to? He goes, no. No, it's a little it's a little too much for me. And I was like, it is nothing compared to that lever action or you know that bolt action that you got. I said, you get an AR fifteen and two two three, and there's virtually no recoil. Some would even say there's a negative recoil, you know. And I said, it's not gonna, you know, and, and I've actually had a couple of them say, Well, hell, let's go shoot. And so I'd get my AR and pull it out. He goes, man, that's, that's kind of fun. You know, it's lightweight. And I, I could see, I don't want one, but I could see why people do like them now. That's kind of what we should be doing. Instead of calling each other's names, let's understand their point of view. Let's listen to them. Let's, let's understand the historical side of what they bring to the table, the old timers. And, you know, um, instead of just calling them, oh, he's a fun, he doesn't care about the two way. How do you know? You know, you don't know. He might not now much not care, but it might be because he's 80 years old and really doesn't give a shit. He's got that opinion. They're not going to take my guns. I'm 80 years old. They're not going to take my guns from me, you know? So it may not be that he needs to be two way aware because he might just sit there and say, fuck them, fuck them all. Come and take it, you know? Um, But that's where we at. But why shouldn't we listen to them? The old timers, man, they got some stories. They got, um, they, we got to understand they know how it was back then, you know? Um, let's see here. G says, uh, and today in 2021, what.org reaches out to FUDs? Maybe the NRA, but not much. Instead, all the org wants the kids' memberships uh, more than old people today. Yeah, I, I 100% agree. I think that, um, I, I think what has happened, unfortunately, especially with the NRA. And here's maybe why I'm going to get your opinion. Let's jump in, Rogue. You don't have to wait for me to call on you, but what can I get your opinion on this as well? But I think what has happened over time is part of the word FUD and part of the NRA uh, mystique with the, uh, with the FUDs is um, that a lot of people sent their 15, 25 bucks, whatever, you know, membership yearly dues to the NRA and said, I've done my part. I've sent them my money and now they'll take care of all of that stuff. I just want to own my guns, shoot my guns, enjoy my guns. 
I'm supporting the NRA or Second Amendment Foundation or GOA or FPC, whatever the organization that they're sending their month, their, their yearly dues in and say, okay, I don't have that fight in me. I don't want that fight. I want to enjoy my gun. So I'm going to give the money to the people that can actually have that fight. That being said, people are looked down on that. Is that necessarily a bad thing? Not let, let's take the NRA and the, the shit that's happened with the NRA out of it and just sit there and say, there are some people that just don't have that fight in them. Does that mean that they're against the 2A? They're, they're not pro 2A or they're against us? Or does it just mean that, hey, I don't have that fight in me. I'm going to give my money to someone that can go fight. What do you think about that? I, you know, I absolutely. I mean, you know, you see guns, you go out and buy a new gun, and there's almost always an NRA pamphlet in the gun that came from the manufacturer or the distributor. Join the NRA. People, there are some people out there that just, they just want their gun, right? They, they, they want to go shoot it. They don't want to fight that political fight. But, you know, I hate, I, I hate talking about the NRA because, I mean, I am a disenfranchised NRA person from the 90s. Um, you know, I, to me, the NRA just became, send me money, send me money, send me money. Um, I'm a lifetime member of the NRA from before, uh, before I was an adult. And I have never filed a change of address with them, but somehow they always find me. Um, so, you know, the NRA, yeah, I can see where people think of the NRA uh, because it's been around for so long and they can think that that's FUDs. But I, I, I do agree that there are some people out there that just want to send in their $25, say, I supported the NRA, they get their token sticker, you know, to, to put on or their the hat. They'll always wear to the, the range. Hat, yeah. They had to go to the range or whatever freebie that they're giving away at that time. Um, mm -hmm. And yeah, I mean, they're, they don't have that fight. You know, I, I look at it. I, am I, am I pro to a yes? Do I pay attention to what's going on? Sure. I will talk to congressmen and, and local reps and stuff like that. Am I going to be the one out there leading the charge? No, I'm not the person you want out, out front. That's not the debate that I can win. So therefore, I will look for organizations to support that will fight that part of the fight for me. And I think that's the important thing that we got to realize is that, like you said, some people just don't have that fight in them. Um, I have a little bit of that fight in them. I'm just not the one. I'm, I'm not going to be the poster child for it. Um, so yeah, yeah, I, I think there's something to be said about that. I think that there are a lot of people like G webs out there that are what I consider activists. I'm not an activist. I'm an advocate for sure. I'm not an activist. I, 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 I don't spend my life's work trying to fight for gun rights in the sense of educating everyone making sure everyone is aware of what's going on. I, I will mention it when I can, but that's just, that's, that's the, I don't have that in me. Will I do what I can when the time comes? You bet a hundred percent, but I don't dedicate my life to the second amendment. I enjoy shooting my guns. 
Um, I am two way aware. I'm very much an advocate, but I would never consider myself an activist like G webs and Tony Simon and a lot of other people that are much, much smarter than I am. Um, that being said, the whole point of these organizations are for people that either can't or don't want to have that fight in their life to have these organizations that might have the clout, that might have the power, that might have that strong arm and influence with people to fight those fights for them. So ultimately, anyone who donates money to any of these organizations are doing the same thing. Um, If you donate that money, then you are supporting an organization to do the fighting for you. Pure and simple. But a lot of people that were either made to the GOA and SAF are going to call the NRA people FUDs and all of this stuff. You're doing the same thing. It's just going to a different organization. Um, To criticize someone for doing that, I think, is, is childish, honestly. Go ahead. I think so, too. I mean, it's definitely childish to criticize people. You know, you choose how you want to spend your money. I mean, you know, if you want to pick an organization to to go to, you know, basically battle for you in, in Congress, then fine. Choose that. Outsource that fight. But, you know, make sure that you're still kind of keeping aware, like you were saying, 2A aware. Uh-huh. Um, but, yeah, the, the where I see, you know, you have the NRA where we're talking about the NRA and people are in the NRA are fights. It's just because of the age, you know, NRA has been around. I remember, you know, sitting there talking to my father and my grandfather and all, you know, the older people in my family. Mm-hmm. I remember back, you know, they tell me stories of the hunting and, um, you know, I grew up in Philly. I grew up in Philly. And my I can barely hear you, man. I don't know if you're, I don't know if you're far from your microphone or what, but uh, it's kind of sounds weird. Right. I don't know. Is that any better? A little bit. It's like coming out of my left ear only. I don't know if that's just me or not, but I don't know. Mm. But yeah, yeah, I mean, I remember stories of my father telling me about, you know, growing up in Philly where you could go onto a bus with your rifle and your bolt in your hand and then go to the end of the bus line and then go hunting. And, you know, they talk about those type of rights back then. It's always good to have that. I think things like GOA and, and there were things, they're sexier organizations, right? They're, they're appealing to the newer gun owners, the younger people. The cool kids and, table, if you will. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. They're, they're the in crowd now. Uh, hopefully that they won't fall by the wayside like the NRA did. Um, so, you know, if you're going to outsource your, your, um, your fight to the E2A, make sure that you have, you, you, you believe in the organization that you're doing it with. Yeah. I like throughout their saying back in the day, wasn't the Henry lever action considered a, 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 ta- a tactical uh, gun for sure. Uh, back in the day. Yeah. You get that, uh, that old Henry. That was a bad, that was a modern sporting rifle at the time. Let's just say, um, but yeah, I, I think it's one of those things where now we're going to flip this, the switch here and say, um tactical you know the the tactical means like the younger guys that are i would say that i'm in the middle but i lean towards more the tactical guy but the tactics side of 
uh, is what is appealing to me. I love ARs. I, I love AKs. I love um, tactics that are close quarter. I love the tactical movements and communication skills, but that's what I learned. That's, that's how I was basically introduced to firearms was in the military. So that's what I know. I didn't grow up hung. I didn't grow up doing all that stuff. So I was introduced to tactics. That's how I learned and all of that. So yes, I kind of um, fall probably closer to tactical than I do FUD, obviously. I think anyone that knows me knows that. Um, but yeah, I, I think that even the word tactical has also uh, become a negative word. And I do understand why. There are a lot of people out there that um, take things a little too seriously. I think that there's a lot of people out there that um, I've seen it at the range. Uh, now, have I worn body armor and stuff at the range? Yes. When I'm working on specific things, I want to uh, push myself and all of that. But I also am learning certain things. But just seeing people out there with their plate carriers on just to go shoot their little 22 or just having fun plinking just because they think it looks cool, that's that's a different story. But I think that a lot of it comes down to um, – it just comes down to what you're interested in. Are you interested in the old school type firearms? Are you interested in the in the semi-auto side of the world with ARs and pistols and all of that? Um, is that something that um, you're interested in? So, yeah. Now, TJ says, uh, says a couple things. He said, I'm willing to do all that I can with my free time. I donate to almost all those organizations as well as hit the keyboard in the evenings and let my reps know absolutely no doubt about it. Uh, he also says that some of the tactical guys are a little out of hand. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. Um, G says outsourcing to a the NRA created situation we have today. And I think that there's I, I, I respect that. I understand what he's trying to say. Um, I think that there has become a lot of um people that are mailing it in literally mailing in their checks and saying i've done my part there is that um and i i would not disagree with that um but once again it comes down to in their mind they're doing their part they're never going to go to a rally they're never going to uh go have conversations at the range or at the gun shop or or in Facebook groups, they're never going to get involved in the two way conversation. So in their mind, sending their $25 to this organization is their way of staying in the fight. So it may not be how we would do it or how we want it to happen, but we also have to understand there are a lot of people that just don't have that fight in them. So at least they're giving their money to a two way organization instead of giving it to an anti-two-way organization or something like that. So at least we can be proud that they are helping the cause somewhat. Um, AWAG says, is there a line between tactical and mall ninja? Yes. Um, so I, like I said, I would consider myself very much closer to tactical than the FUD, obviously. But the reason why is I enjoy ARs. I enjoy AKs. I enjoy semi-auto pistols. I enjoy... Pistol caliber carbines. I enjoy 
close quarter combat. I enjoy um, team movements. I enjoy team communication. I enjoy that side of things. Um, so I like the tactical aspect. It's not just the tactical guns, but it's the mindset of of kind of and, and this might be a little off, but in my opinion, the word tactical uh, tactical. It's just someone that likes that side of things. Um, there are people that would much rather sit up in a deer stand than go to a training class on close quarter combat. That's the reality of it. Um, so, yeah, I think there is a, the mall ninja. The mall ninjas are the ones that we see carrying, no offense, but carrying their AR strapped over their shoulder going to Walmart. Uh, they're yeah. the ones that... Um, you just look at them and say, "What?" They're the ones when you go to a rally are the ones that are fully kitted up, camoed face, wearing camis, uh, plate carrier, AR strung over. Let's be real. That's that. That's who that is. Is there a place for that? Sure. Is that me? Hell no. Um, once again, you got to take the good with the bad. You know. Go ahead. If I were to show up at a rally dressed up exactly like you said, if I had like, you know, 5'11 pants on and plate carrier and AR, trust me that I would be a mall ninja. I mean, you know, you see some of these people, they, they just, they, they just don't, they don't get it. Right. I'm so, I, I choked. I'm trying to picture this. That would be a funny sight. Yeah. Go ahead. It, it would be, you know, I, I might, I just might have to pose for a picture for that for, uh, for Instagram one time. Um, there you go. Yeah. It's, that's just not me that I am, uh, you know, I, I didn't grow up in the tactical life. Um, do I like, do I like an AR that's, you know, that's got a scope on it or a red dot and that's, you know, painted up or, you know, camoed. Yeah. That's all, that's all really cool. Um, you know, tactical doesn't necessarily mean the way you are. You just may like, that look um you know i you know i used to do surcoating for guns and you know i i would paint up a gun for someone that was really cool looking and looked all military and all that stuff and that gun was just going to the range every once in a while to to be shot so you know tactical doesn't necessarily have to mean that it's your uh, the way you are or the way you act or the way you dress but right. I do think Mall Ninja yeah, it, it is a completely different story. You know, that's that's just somebody trying to be something that they are not. That's right. Now, <clears throat> excuse me. When I laughed, I kind of choked and went down the wrong pipe there. So it is what it is. But you pose an interesting question out there. Do you want to go for it? Yeah. So, you know, we're talking about FUD guns. And, you know, earlier we were talking about you know, they're, they're older guns. Well, does that mean a 1911 is a FUD gun? Or is it a tactical gun? Uh, you know, a tactical gun. Uh, because we're talking about a design that John Browning did at you know, the beginning of the century there. Uh, it's old. Yep. It's only had, what, maybe six major changes to the gun in all the time. Mm-hmm. So, does everybody think about that one? Is it? Is it- no, I think that there are. 
I think there are tactical 1911s. Okay. Yes. But I think that, and I wouldn't call it a FUD gun. It's just one of the, once again, you, you the, the term FUD, but if I had to choose, I would say that the 1911, if I had to choose FUD versus tactical, I would put the 1911 in the FUD compartment. Um, once again, there are tactical versions of a 1911. It's the 1911. It's probably the most copied gun ever. Let's just be real. Um, so, yeah, obviously. Um, <laughs> now, AWAG says, I'm in the tactical LARP crowd, MVGs, high-end AR, EOTech, Aimpoint, loophole stuff, and what TJ would describe as out of hand. No, I, I don't think that what he was saying is out of hand. I think that, and I don't know, TJ can obviously speak for himself and all that, but I think TJ was more talking about the Mall Ninja crowd. Uh, they are a little out of hand, and I agree. There are some people like, God, what are, what's wrong with you? You know, I love FNH out there. He said, Attack to FUD is a purse with a Maverick 88 and True Glow Red Dot. I tend to agree. Um, <laughs> now, Defense Dad says, I can't be tactical. 5'11 doesn't make clothes my size. Um, G says, some want to own a guitar, some want to take lessons to play like someone else, some plan to join a band and play professionally, just like guns. Some are amateurs, some are pros. Many, I would say most, are in between. Uh, but yeah, uh, there was a there was a, a, a there was a great comment. I can't remember who said it earlier, and I, I was going to pin it um, uh, to remind myself, <clears throat> but it said it's kind of like the car guys. There are a lot of people that like the old school muscle cars, the 60s and 70s. And then you get a lot of guys that like the Teslas, the Ferraris, the Lambos, the, the modern sports cars, the Corvettes of the world. And so there is a disconnect in car guys that, uh, you know, you have like the Fast and the Furious. You've got the guys that like the old school muscle cars versus the new school Hondas you know, uh, for drag race. So I think that maybe in the car world, the FUD would be the guy that likes the old American muscle and the tactical guys are the guys that like the Ferrari Lambos, Teslas, Corvettes, and all of that, the modern Corvettes and all of that. So, yeah, I think that's a pretty fair, probably analogy there. Uh, Pat says, no, the 1911 is a classic. We're not calling it non-classic. We're saying, is it a FUD or tactical gun? And I would say it's a FUD gun. Um, yeah, I think I think he was going with a classic as a completely different class by itself. It doesn't fall well, in well. fun. It doesn't fall in technical. It's just it's a classic. Yeah, and that that very well could. The only fud gun is a semi-auto double-barreled shotgun with infinite ammo supply and shoots bullets. There you go. Um, interesting. Gary says, buy the guns you want. Only a real FUD would judge someone by their guns. He's taking that term FUD and using it in, in that way. Um, I would say there's a lot of shaming that goes on the tactical side. There's a lot of tactical guys that, uh, that I'm buddies with that say, oh, that, dude, all that guy shoots is revolvers and lever actions and bolt actions. I mean, good Lord, get up, you know, get with the times. So I think, I think shaming goes on, uh, on both ways. Uh, let's see here. Good on here. I'm trying to catch up. Sorry. 
Uh, yep, AWAG says that uh, tactical elitists exist. I had a, gu- a guy try to shame me for having a $15,000 set of dual tube NVGs. Um, so there you go. Uh, let's see here. Uh, TJ says that's what you get for drinking White Claw. I've never had a White Claw, but a lot of people like them. I mean, if it's good, I don't care. You know, TJ knows me. TJ knows me well. Um, he also knows that I don't give a shit what people think of me. So if I want to drink a White Claw, God damn it, I'll drink a White Claw. Um, and not really care um, what people think. So, um, but yeah, no, I, I, there's a lot of there's a lot of shaming that goes on. And that's another thing we're talking. I don't I, I want to go down where society is with shaming between vaccinated versus non-vaccinated mass versus non I'm not even going to go down that road, but basically what all this has come down to is there is a disconnect within our community, calling people names, taking terms that we used to use for other things and turn them into negative connotations and all of that. So, um, G 23 says finally uploaded the mean arms video. Good. I'll go check that out. Go check out G23. He's got some stuff. Um, now, Clover Tech. You notice that Clover finally does show up, but, you know, he still he won't come into the show. So, once again, I think that King Fudd himself, uh, I'm, a, I'm disappointed that this is the show that he chooses not to come on. I think he's scared of this debate. I think that he is not devoted to the Fudd life. I think he is a fraud. I think that Clover Tech is truly a tactical mall ninja trying to act like a FUD. So he says he's been called a mall ninja operator in the comments of some videos. Those people are obviously first time viewers. Um, so, you know, once again, anyone can say anything out there in a the chat, but he chooses not to come in here and defend his FUD life uh, in this conversation. So I have to question his uh, motivation. Just saying, uh, <laughs> Defense Dad says, whenever I hear Mullen and Jai picture Paul Blart strapped with a PCC and a Glock, can't help it. Uh, let's see here. Now, AWAC says, if a 1911 has a lower pick rail, it is a tactical gun. If it doesn't, it's a FUD. Once again, I kind of tend to agree with the 1911. I, If I had to choose FUD or tactical the 1911 would fall under the FUD. Now, there are tactical variants and versions of the 1911 out today. So those specific ones would be tactical. But in general, I would put the 1911 as a FUD gun. Uh, Gary says, you can buy old school 1911s or new styles with different materials, sites, etc. Each is different. There's something for everyone in that line. Yeah, the, that's why the 1911 is a very popular gun 100 years later. It is. It's first of all, the design has withstood the test of time. It's the gun that's won two world wars. Uh, blah 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 blah. So on and so forth. But uh, yeah. Um. Let's see here. Okay, so Clover's says, "What if it's a?" I want to ask you this, Jason. What if a 1911 with a lower pick rail, but it's chambered in 22 LR? Thud or tactical? That's a tough one. Um, 
I am. I'm thinking more tactical than FUD. So am I. But but here's the thing. But here's the thing. So just the fact that you heard 22 LR, your mind automatically started going FUD, didn't it? Uh, why is twenty? Yeah. Why is twenty-two LR considered a FUD caliber? It's been around forever. <laughs> I understand. I'm just, you know, once again, for conversation's sake, um, I just, I think it's funny that twenty-two LR is a FUD caliber. You know. Well, if you think about it, though, I mean, if you think about the cartridge itself, we had rim fire before we had center fire, so that alone would make the twenty-two a in that flood category. Mm-hmm. AWAG's kind of, where I'm at. He said, it's a tactical gun. Caliber doesn't matter. I'll use 22LR all day. Absolutely. Uh, 22LR all day long. Again, I'll use it with more tactical style guns, but I'll use 22LR all day long. No doubt. Uh, TJ says there are tactical snobs. There, there are. There's, there's all sorts of. Uh, says I'm skipping Emperor Fud comments. I'm not skipping Emperor Fud comments. I'm just a little behind. Mike out there says eating folks ain't no law when you on the claw. <laughs> I like it. Uh, let's see here. Chris Harmon says. There's a difference between tactical and tactical slash tactitard. Very, diff- very, very true. I'm in between a FUD and a tactical guy. Don't shoot me because I like shooting everything from black powder to my fancy AR. I think what you're called is a gun owner. A gun owner. Let's see here. Uh, White Claw is a modern day Zima. I, I'm not going to lie. I, I, I did partake in some Zima back in the day. Um, by the way, if you, it, that shit would fuck you up. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. Zima could, Zima could mess you up if you, if you, if you did it a certain way, trust well, me. Zima was just kind of a modern take on Boone's farm. Yeah, it was a lot stronger though. Um, yeah, but you could drink a lot of Boone's farm for really cheap. Yeah. Oh, I used to drink the hell out of some strawberry hill. Don't get me going on, on Boone's farm. Um, <laughs> Gizzard, Sarah, Gizzard says, Gizzard Gary says, I would think a revolver is more of a FUD gun than a 1911. Um, sure, I get that. I get that. I got a buddy of mine who's trying to call me. He obviously doesn't know that I'm live right now. Uh, let's see here. Um, <laughs> Rich White says 22LR 1911s are tech to FUD. Maybe that's, I like the term tech to FUD. I think that that's something we could go with. Tech to FUD. Uh, ooh, Defense Dad says if you want to ease a FUD into modern guns, maybe get them an AR with wood furniture. That's a, that's a good thought. That's a good thought. Um, F and H says only a FUD would pick up. Now, I'll give them that. Only a FUD in the negative connotation of the word FUD said only a FUD would pick up 22 LR range brass. That's true. Well, that's true. It's if, I, if I, I catch just... anyone picking up 22 LR brass, 
you're going to get something said to you that you're probably not going to like from me. Now, hold on a second. Before you, before you go down that route. Okay. I was getting ready to respond to him. What if you picked up 22 long rifle brass and you swaged it into a 223 bullet? No, no. There is no legitimate reason, none, mind you, to pick up 22 LR brass at the range. None. Zero. Uh, see, Once see, again, if I see, if I see someone pick up 22 LR brass, I will heckle them until they stop. Just saying. <laughs> okay. I was, I was just saying because there is a, a legitimate use, and G-Webs is, is going the same way I am. You can use 22 long rifle brass as a jacket. To okay. to I, I understand that. And I'm saying that even at today's prices with 223, which are coming down, there would be no reason to go out to a range and pick up the 22 LR brass. The time that you're going to take to do that, just go buy the 223. Oh, well, what, what if it's a what if it's a hobby, though? I mean, I'm still going to heckle you. <laughs> I would expect nothing less, but I'll just say. There you go. Hey, you can do what you want. I'm not going to say you don't do it. I'm just saying I'm going to heckle you. Um, now, AWAC says I pick it up to clean the range. Now, that's a whole different issue. If you're going out there just because you're cleaning the range, at my range, brass becomes part of the, the gravel as the range, you know. Um, but yeah. Only caught up. Holy shit. Caught up. Uh, scrapping it. I mean, how honestly, I, I don't know what scrap prices are going for, but honestly, for a pound, I mean, how much 22LR brass would you have to pick to be worth your while? I mean, honestly. Well, if, you, if you're at Clover's range, you'd be within one foot of you. You'd probably have about 30 pounds of it. He, he doesn't shoot as much as he leads on. <laughs> F and eight says, unless it was inside a two, two, three case, that's the exception. I'll give you that. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll concede that. I'll concede the high ground on that point. Uh, now he's Mike says that 22 brass be melted down to make other stuff. I guess. I mean, you can come up with all sorts of reasons to pick it up. I'm still going to heckle you. If you're up there, there picking up 22LR brass, I will heckle you. I'm not going to tell you to stop, but I am going to heckle you all the time. That's just the way it is. Uh, there was a content creator who, it, now it wasn't 22 brass, I think it was 308, that he did melt down and forge into an AR lower. But he, but before he did that, he also did the same thing with beer cans. So yeah, yeah. So uh, AWAC says, "Yep, go ahead." I was just wondering. So if if you melt down a beer can and forge it into an AR lower, would that be a FUD AR? What now? So this content creator did melt down beer cans and forged an AR lower. Out of beer cans. It's aluminum, sure. So would that be a FUD gun since he did it with a beer can? Depends on what kind of beer. Uh, 
that's true. If you're, if you're talking like taps, if you're talking like Bush Light, you're talking Lone Star Light, Keystone. possibly. You're talking more of the microbrewery stuff. No, that, that's the, that's the tactical side of, of of the beer world. You know. There you go. Uh, there you go. Um, Awag says in South Carolina he can fill a five gallon bucket with a few days at a public range. It costs about seventy dollars, and there you go. That might be worthwhile to do. Um, TJ says he's in construction. It's not even worth me scrapping copper. Um. I like Pat it says 22 LR brass makes the grass grow. I don't know if it means if it makes it grow, but it might make it glow. So um, defense dad says we sweep it off the concrete and just into a bucket until it's full. You pick the reloadable stuff out. It's all mixed up with the concrete before you pick it up. Yeah. That's what we do is we have big buckets at our range and we sweep it up and put in these big buckets and we keep them out there. And if you want to go through those buckets and find, the brass that you want have edit um i think eventually what happens is uh they do get taken down and they do uh get scrapped someone wants to do that hey go for it. i just that's a lot of work to just make a few bucks so i don't know uh g says yes if it is duff beer cans um, he was talking about it, the melting down to make an AR. Yeah, yeah. It's only it'd a, a here is old Milwaukee. I forgot about the beast. Yeah, I got through the yeah. got through the beast in there. Natty light, yeah, natural light. Um, so we used to drink a lot of um, Lone Star Light back in the day. And if you're from Texas, you know, and it's basically flavored piss, and it's not a good flavor. Um, but we could get it back when we were in high school, you know, 16, 17. They didn't have 30 packs. They had cases, 24 cases, 24 can cases. And you could get a case of Lone Star Light for like six bucks. Um, so what we ended up doing is we would get like a six pack of Keystone Light, the Tall Boys. I don't know if you remember the Keystone Light Tall Boys or not. Um, but we would get we would get our, our case of Lone Star Light. And then get a six pack of Keystone Light Tall Boys, and we would shotgun. Each of us would grab a, a, a cold Keystone Light Tall Boy. And the fact that we're calling Keystone Light a quality beer tells you just how bad Lone Star Light is. Um, but we would shotgun the Keystone Light, so that by the time we got done with it, the Lone Star Light didn't taste as bad. So it's just that's what it is. G twenty three says, "What about Bud Ice?" I I don't I don't remember. Anything about Bud Ice, I don't remember if it was good or not. I, I'm not a huge beer guy. I drank beer in high school because it's what we could get. Um, but I, I'm not a big beer guy. I will have a beer occasionally. Uh, I will drink um, a Heineken or like a, my favorite beer is uh, um, shit. Texas beer. Um, Fucking a. Anyways, um, I'll drink. I'll drink every now and then a beer. Most time, I'll if I'm drinking, it's gonna be Crown. Um, that's what it is. Forty ounce Colt forty five. I am not into the old uh, Colt forty five or any of the malt liquor stuff. I, I never could get into that. Um, defense dad. Well, you ain't too a unless you drink Colt forty five. 
then I ain't two way then. Mark that plate. <laughs> that was some nasty stuff. Oh my god. Um, lucky strike, all that shit. Good God, Can't, no sir. The money from it goes back to the rings uh, to help the club costs and a part of Isaac Walton League. Um, that's pretty cool. I like that. If you're gonna if you're gonna go scrap the brass, then you know turn it back in. Um, Mike says after this chat, I might have to hit up an AA meeting. There you go. Um, have you seen Longmire on Netflix? I just started watching it recently. Seems so good so far. I've never watched Longmire. I've heard so many good things about it, and I, I've all I, a few different times I've, I've intended to start watching it, um, but I, I, I didn't. Um, I have not watched it yet, so I might have to do that. Um, it's, it's a good show. We, uh, my wife and I are actually rewatching it now because uh, there's just yeah. crap on TV, but it's a pretty yeah, good I'm, show. But it's funny because um, those that was a series of books, and they were written actually by someone in Wyoming. And one of my customers is in Wyoming, and I was teasing him when Longmire first came out. Going, so what do you guys think about the TV show? And they're like, yeah, no, <laughs> that's not Wyoming. Yeah, um, I'm rewatching for like the third time now. It's been a, a couple of years since I watched the last time. Um, and it's one of my favorite shows ever. It was on Showtime back in the day. It was called Dexter. I don't know if you've ever heard of Dexter or not. Yeah. Um, but Dexter is a phenomenal. Like I said, I'm in season two. It's eight seasons of it. I'm in season two, or I just started season three, actually, uh, for like the third time of Dexter. But it's awesome. If you've never um, watched Dexter, right now it's on uh, Prime Amazon Prime Video. You can watch all eight seasons. Um, the premise of Dexter, which is an awesome premise, is Dexter is a serial killer in Miami. But he also works the Miami police as a forensic scientist trying to catch serial killers in Miami. And um, I'm not going to tell you anymore. It is definitely worth the watch. Dexter is a phenomenal show. If you've never seen it, uh, go watch. Go watch Dexter. If you're looking for a new show out there, like I said, each season is like 12 episodes, and there's eight seasons, so you've got, what, 100 episodes, roughly? Um, it is awesome. Uh, 223 says, ATF, alcohol, tobacco, firearms, sounds like fun. I've got a T-shirt in my uh, T-shirt store. It's on my website. Uh, it says, ATF, alcohol, tobacco, firearms, sounds like a good party. Who's bringing the food or something like that to, to certain whatever it was, but uh, yeah. Absolutely. I do have a new T-shirt up in the T-shirt shop that I came out with a couple days ago, and it's doing quite well already. Um, it's it's um, just you can just Google Spreadshirt Ghost Tactical and it'll pull up, or you can go to the website and it'll pull up. Uh, matter of fact, I can just pull it up here, and I will put that link out there. Um, that way you can go look at it if you'd like. But the latest, the latest T-shirt is a state of Arkansas with an AR-15 through it. And it says Ar AR, the Arkansas, but AR are capitalized. Arkansas, and it says below, it says the Tactical Kansas. And a uh, pretty cool shirt. Done. I've sold a bunch of them already in the last few days, so it's kind of, kind of a fun one. But the, the Tactical Kansas, I might send one to Gary just to uh, piss him off. I don't know. Being a Kansas guy, 
do I have one in 3X parts? I, I run it through Spreadshirt, so I don't know what sizes they run through there. Uh, it's not like I have them like in stock. It's it's a website you buy it and they'll send it directly from there. So I, I don't know if they have 3X or not. I haven't looked, but I think Maybe. they do because. I have Spreadshirt too, and I bought some stuff from me in 3X. So you just might be able to pull that one off. Yeah. Um, how much are they? Well, um, I tell you what. So let me let me just share the screen. How about that? So share this one. Boom. So we're gonna go down the Spreadshirt. And you can see some of the designs we have. Um, I like this one. Never assume that the reason I am peaceful is that because I have forgotten how to be violent. I like that one. That's a fun one. The Operator Santa one is one of my favorite ones. Uh, these are all different designs that I came up with. These are all original designs and all that. Ammo is expensive. Don't expect a warning shot. Uh, if I'm here, this is not a gun-free zone. These are some different design shirts that I have. But if you go to our, our shirt shop, uh, Jarhead Podcast, obviously. Uh, but here it is, the AR, the Tactical Kansas. Um, so let's just go like a normal T-shirt. Their men's premium T-shirt is $21.49. They have all the way up to 5X, small to 5X. So, um, yeah, they've got in all of these different colors. Um I mean, they've got every color you could possibly want to think of, but they have from small all the way to 5X in this T-shirt, and it's $21.49. I think I make like a dollar um, off of each shirt. But, um, but yeah, no, it's, it's one of those things where um, I just I like designing kind of cool different T-shirt, T-shirt designs, so uh, get back and all that. Uh, let's see here. Uh, but yeah, uh, 2149 and they go all the way up to five X. So rich white five X is someone in need of a t-shirt material tent. Could be, could be Gary says uh, that his son-in-law was born in Arkansas and his daughter grew up there also. So, uh, they would love seeing me in that. That'd be kind of fun. Uh, defense says in college, I drank a ton of old orchard juice concentrate with Jack Daniels. So, okay. So here's the thing. There's some nasty, I, I drink a lot of nasty stuff in my day. Um, when you're, when you're young and you're poor and all of that, the best thing you can do is whatever, whoever's house you're at, we raided the liquor cabinet, whatever they had, you've pretty much figured out a way to, to drink it the one thing that i did i think it was my junior year in high school i think and we were over at a friend of mine's house and the only thing they had over there was southern comfort and i'm not a big soco guy um i don't dislike it but i was never i mean it would be maybe 10th on the list of things i would drink if i had a choice um, but i was never a big soco guy uh, especially when i was like 16 but I tried SoCo and Dr. Pepper, and it sounds disgusting. But SoCo and Dr. Pepper will surprise you. Now, maybe because I was 16, I didn't give a shit. I just wanted to get drunk in any way that I could. But SoCo and Dr. Pepper is not a bad, bad mix. Just saying. Um, 
Mike says 5X just got a, a dual tenth in, in awning. So uh, I'm a Captain Morgan private stock guy. I, I don't mind Captain Morgan. Got drunk many times. Uh, one of my best friends who's no longer with us from the Marine Corps, he was a Captain Morgan guy. And uh, we drink a lot of Captain Morgan with him. So the worst I ever had, uh, the worst, I, I've been lucky in my life that I can probably count twice that I've actually had a hangover in my life. I've, I've had about three or four blackouts in my life, but most of the time, not a big deal drinking. Uh, never had really hangovers, never really had blackouts. I had a few. Um, but one of the worst experiences of my life getting drunk was the night that my daughter was born. And, um, so she was born and they basically kicked me out of the hospital. Let's say like at seven or eight o'clock overnight, they were going to make her stay overnight for a couple of nights or whatever. And so it's like eight o'clock or whatever. And I'm like, well, okay. So I went over to the barracks to hang out with my boys. They all knew that. I was having a kid, so they were like, hey, stop by, blah, 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 blah. Stopped by the barracks, went to my buddy's room, and they're all playing cards and all that, getting hammered. And only thing that we had left at the time was Goldschlager, which I like Goldschlager. It's a cinnamon schnapps, basically. So we finished off a bottle of Goldschlager in no time. Um, it's not the best thing to just down, but we did. And so at that point, we're like, we got to go get some more. So we went over to the PX and we only had a few bucks on us. And we could get one bottle of something decent or two bottles of something real shitty. So we ended up getting two bottles of Sambuca, which was um, basically like a black licorice schnapps, if you will. And it's fucking nasty. Uh, we, we had enough money to get two bottles of those. So we did that, put them in the fridge for a while. We were playing cards and all that. And then we finished off two bottles of Sambuca. So in that night, we had two bottles of black licorice and a bottle of cinnamon. You can imagine the next day how that must have felt and smelled. Just saying. I was not a, it was not a good. It was not good. Mike Sykes out there, SoCo and Mountain Dew got him through the army. There you go. Uh, Roman Coat got me through a lot of the Marine Corps. A uh, lot of rum. A lot of rum. A lot of rum. Uh, good God. Flashbacks there. Uh, Bernie says, riding in his 6 and Impala, sipping on gin and juice. Are you laid back with your mind on your money and your money on your mind? Uh so uh that or maker's mark life's too short to drink cheap booze anymore i rarely drink i don't drink hardly at all anymore um very rarely maybe once a year uh, a couple times a year maybe but uh, it's usually crown uh, that's what i drink now is, is crown tequila i can't do tequila tequila is disgusting to me my wife on the other hand um she's the, the, the tequila queen um, when I met her, she was at a we met at a bar in Japan, and uh, that might surprise a lot of you. Uh, and she was downing a bottle of tequila. And I said, "Oh snap!" Um, let's see here. So let me ask you this about vodka. I've never been a big vodka guy. I can appreciate vodka being mixed with a lot of different stuff, but vodka by itself, I don't like. But I was right before I left for the Marine Corps. 
they had a Bob Marley festival. Um, it was like a two or three day outdoor festival. They brought a bunch of reggae people in and, and all of that. And uh, it was kind of a BYOB thing. Unfortunately, they had like a limit, which I didn't know. So we walk up and I had, we got one of those milk jugs full of orange juice. Remember those old milk, like a full gallon of orange juice. And we would pour a bunch of it out. We would go half and half with vodka and half, um, half gallon of vodka and a half gallon of, of orange juice in each one. And we all had a couple of those and had them in coolers. I think we had like two coolers worth and there were like six of them in each cooler. So we had like 12 gallons of majorly strong screwdrivers for the weekend. So we pull up, we, we, we parked about a mile down the road. It's a big outdoor festival. Anyways, we pull up to the gate and we're pulling our coolers and it's like, open your coolers up, open it up. And they're like, yeah, you can't bring all that in here. We're like, what do you mean? It's BYOB. Yeah, you can't bring all that in there. And I'm not going to walk out a mile. So uh, three of us decided that we were going to drink. He said we, he, we, they would let us bring in uh, one cooler's worth, which would be six gallons of screwdriver. So we drank, and we did drink all of it. We just ended up giving it to some of it. But I drank a whole, basically, gallon, just downed it, a full gallon of half-and-half half screwdriver. I don't remember the next 24 hours. Uh, and I haven't had really a lot of vodka since then. Uh, that fucked me up bad. Um, now, I drank a lot after that as well, but that got me going way down the road the, much quicker than I wanted to that weekend. But, uh, yeah, good Lord. I like 223 DMR changes avatar to Elmer Fudd. I like it. I like it a lot. Uh Mike says that uh, he always loved running PT. You could always tell what everyone drank the night before. PT was interesting. Um, it was a good time to have PT when some of, I'm not going to say who, but we had some of our higher up NCOs, staff NCOs, and even officers would party with us. And if they were partying with us, it would be a light PT day. If they didn't party with this, it was going to be a not fun day. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Uh, we use, we were cheap. We use Sunny D and Smirnoff. So, we just, so, like, literally, Smirnoff's high-quality shit compared to stuff that we use. We literally went to the liquor store and got the clear gallon of vodka that had, like, a white label that just said vodka. Like literally, like the generic label vodka. And it costs like a couple bucks for a gallon of it. That's how bad that shit was. And then we went to like the same and just picked up a gallon of orange juice, whatever it was. It was not Sunny D. Sunny D was way too high class for us. Uh, we literally went with whatever the gallon crap orange juice and the literal, literal generic vodka. It was bad, but, but it got us fucked up. Uh, let's see here. Just have a little Mountain Dew and moonshine. Um, so I never really did like moonshine. I never appreciated moonshine until I moved to Arkansas. And there's some really good moonshine around here. Um, we always have around Christmas. We always have some. And we always have. Um, he always brings three of them. I think one of them is apple pie moonshine. My favorite, which is blueberry moonshine. And then he brings what they call red velvet moonshine. 
and they're all phenomenal. But I will say this. Don't eat the blueberries. I'm just telling you. I'm giving you. If you have blueberry moonshine, do not eat the blueberries. You'll thank me later. Uh, Ghost was buying the NEA special. Um, man, I tell you what, we were man. We yeah, we didn't care. You should make screw, screwdrivers with tang. Now that's some that's some ghetto shit right there. Uh, I've I'm not a big tang guy, but I would guarantee you if tang was cheaper than that or it was easier, we probably would have. So you're saying the tang like powder you mix with water? Well, that can't be good. Uh, I can't. That can't be good. Uh, Defense Dad said I would make old school Irish coffee fairly often in the wintertime. Sure. I don't drink coffee, but uh, yeah, if you're gonna drink coffee, I drink it with with whiskey. Maybe even some Bailey's in there. Maybe possibly. Grim out there, the Tactical Reaper. The Reaper's talking about moonshine. He knows that dude's gonna take your soul if you drink the moonshine. If you eat the apple, if you eat the, I'm telling you, if you eat the blueberries out of blueberry moonshine, you're gonna be visited by Grim. Just saying. Um. C force is just like popcorn cherries. That's where all the alcohol goes. Straight fire. Yeah, I'm, I'm telling you, like the blueberries. Holy shit, they're good, but they will fuck you up. Oh, yeah. Sorry, we went down a, an interesting road there. Sorry. I was trying to figure out if it with some of this alcohol, obviously moonshine would be fun. So oh, what would be fun. what would be the tactical? Would it be the uh, the whiskeys will be the tactical side of of liquor if moonshine is the fud i'm gonna go yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna say like tequila jägermeister jägermeister would be the probably the the tactical of the alcohols so you've got three okay you've got the fud you've got the tactical and you've got the hipster Right, so the FUD easily like we're talking liquor, not beer. We're talking like alcohol. We're definitely talking moonshine is FUD all day long. I would say like Jägermeister, absolutely. That's going to be the tactical cool stuff, and like the white claw shit or whatever. That's going to be the fucking hipster stuff for sure. Um, Grim says always eat the fruit; it'll be fine. Sure. Um, now sorry says Zima's a tactical side. Uh, holy shit. PJ says at college, I would mix the powdered lemonade mix and a handle of vodka. I could see that now. Vodka lemonade, I'm good with that. Like, I, like I said, I, I have no problem mixing vodka with something, I just can't drink vodka on its own. Um, yeah, I'm the same way. I can't, I can't drink vodka. We have, um, out here in Montana, huckleberries is a big thing, so. I got a bottle of huckleberry vodka, and I just got to mix it with orange juice. With orange juice, it's awesome, but by itself, I just can't do. I can't do the vodka. Yeah, Uh, Sars says Zima's a tactical side. You know, like ghost drinks. Hey, I, I, I'm the first to admit I did indulge in some Zima back in the day. It is what it is. I have no shame. I have no shame in my game. What's that? I can say I can honestly say I've never had a Zima. Yeah, here it is. It's not terrible. It's a I lot was, better. Than I, just, 
No, it was just a snob back then, you know? Yeah. Um, I was going to say so. Oh, you were talking about vodka and orange juice. You know what's really good if you like orange juice is getting some Malibu, which is some coconut rum. Yeah. Malibu yeah. and orange juice is pretty good. Coconut rum and orange juice is pretty darn good. Just saying. Um, FYI, the bang alcohol seltzers are good. I, I don't know. I've never tried. I don't drink much anymore. Um, matter of fact, I haven't been drunk since Shot Show of 2020. Got pretty fuckered up at the Marine Party there that one night. That was fun. Um, but yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. I haven't, like I said, I've had a couple drinks here and there, but I haven't been drunk in a while. But I, I, when, like I said, when I do drink, it's usually Crown, so I don't try all that stuff. But, um, man, we've been talking an hour and a half. We had a really good discussion for the first hour in the last 30 minutes. I think it's been a fun discussion. I don't know if it's it's inter- it might be entertaining, but it's definitely not educating anybody. Uh, Defense Deaths is my go-to beer is Coors Light. Summer Shandy, though, when I grill... Yeah, I mean, you know, you're talking about Coors Light, Bud Light, Miller Light. Um, I remember in high school we drank quite a bit of Coors Light. Um, I think that's because that's what a buddy of mine's dad drank, and we kind of took stuff out of the fridge that he drank. So uh, we drank quite a bit of Coors Light just because it was available to us. Um Try Pendleton whiskey better than Crown. Stop, stop, just stop. Before you embarrass yourself, not bad, but I would, I, I think Crown's better than Pendleton. No, there's nothing Uh, better than Crown, though. Well, actually, you know, I've got this stuff that, um, it's called Caribou, it's out of uh, of Canada that Mm. I really liked. I, I think I like just a little bit better than Crown, yeah, but uh, yeah. I have yet to find something that I can drink that's that I that I personally. Um, <laughs> sorry, says I got so messed up this year that I don't even remember Shot Show twenty twenty one. It was wild. Yeah, we all got so jacked up that we totally forgot the entire week of Shot Show twenty twenty one. But twenty twenty was fun. Twenty twenty was fun. Uh, I I don't believe that. Um, I'm not saying there's not better stuff than Crown. I'm saying that Crown is the one of few, one of very few things that I can just have a drink or two and sip and have a nice time drinking it that I don't just want to sit there and pound. Um, that's why I enjoy Crown is I can sip on it. It tastes good to me. Um, yeah. Uh, C4 says no one likes to taste whiskey no matter what they say. I, I do. Um I will tell you that I do not like the taste of tequila. I do not like the taste of vodka. So if anyone tells me that there's a, a good tasting tequila or a good tasting vodka, I I disagree. <laughs> uh, all right. We've been going an hour and a half, and I'm having fun with this, but I am dog shit tired. So uh, I want to let you have a few minutes to tell people uh, where they can find you, what maybe some of the projects you have coming up. Tell people about the road, Banshee. So the Rogue Banshee is the name of my YouTube channel and Instagram and other social media outlets that I'm on. Uh, I do gun content and 
I am not ashamed to say that the video that's coming out this Friday was an impulse purchase because of Ghost Tactical on an after hours chat. Really? Yeah. So you made me buy the Sylvan Arms folding stock adapter. You're going to like it. I promise you, you're going to like it. I, I, I liked it so much. I did a video on it. So that is going to be this Friday. Um, so for, that uh, is uh, for two, two, three, or nine, or what? Uh, it is on a two, two, three. But what's funny okay. is I'm looking in the corner. It is currently on a three oh eight. Okay. Well, I was I was going to say if you're going with a nine, then you're going to probably need the bolt uh, extension because that's what I have to use I, the bolt extension on mine. I don't I don't think you do on the three oh eight or two, two, three though. Now you do you do need it on the two uh, the two, two, three, and the three oh eight as well. You do. Okay. You okay. Yeah. Okay. You do. They, uh, they, they so, came yeah. with one, so that helps. It does come with it. Came, with it. it came with one, but you know what's funny? I bought another because it was so like seven I. bucks. So did I. So I was yeah, like, I'm so I was like, ah, for seven bucks, I'm just going to throw this in the car. So, uh, yep. so yeah, so I, I got that extra one there just in case. But yeah, so um, you know, check out the channel this Friday. Uh, go check out that, um, that Sylvan Arms and uh, Ghost hit me on a weak moment, and uh, I found. <laughs> that sylvan arms and they it say was, i'm uh, not an influencer i'm a very bad one but i am a goddamn influencer yeah he made me spend money and it's funny is when we were talking about that in the after chat i think it was probably about five minutes i already had the credit card into the website so um <laughs> i like it it's about a hundred dollars cheaper than the other two or three companies that are doing them um but it's really good quality i i i mean it's it's on my uh fm9 right now and i love it well what's funny is, is when i found it i found a cosmetic blend on top of that oh did you really so, okay so it was even cheaper um nice. which i couldn't that, that, yeah that credit card couldn't come out fast enough when i found that cosmetic blend so no, uh but yeah i do uh i do content there um i just launched a podcast called for the love of guns right now it's running twice a month uh first and third mondays of the uh, month that's on the youtube channel it's also out on um google Podcasts and apple Podcasts too so you can go check that out but yeah tonight was a fun one um it definitely took that weird turn for the alcohol but you know that's not a bad thing it's you know uh, wherever you know, we take this yeah, the only thing we didn't talk about was about tobacco. Stuff, that's for sure, you know. Yeah, true. But if, the only thing we didn't talk about was tobacco, and that would have finished out our ATS. Yep, uh, we we can have the tobacco conversation at some other point, but uh, sure. Yeah, we 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 did. Now that we've talked about tobacco, we have gone the full gamut of the ATF. So there you go. Uh, yeah. Well, thanks for coming on, buddy. Like I said, I, I'm tired. I'm going to get out of here. I know we didn't go the full two hours, but I really, sorry, I don't care. Uh, I'm tired, and I want to go get something to eat. My wife made some nice meal, so I'm, I'm hungry, and I'm tired, and i got to go watch a couple episodes of Dexter before I get out of here. So, uh, guys, thank you so much for watching. If you watch live and you're in a uh, great conversation, thank you, everyone, for doing that. If you're watching this in replay or listening to podcasts, God help you. Uh, we went down some weird ones, but it was uh, 
you know, say, so Sid just shows up. He said, what up, Ghost? We're getting ready to sign off. Got to go watch this replay, but it was a good one. It was a good one. But uh, thanks for joining us, Sid. Uh, but, yeah, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening and all that. We will see you soon. Until next time, Semper Fidelis.